the Bookkeepers Alliance podcast, bringing you strategies and tactics to grow your business every week. Welcome to episode two of the Bookkeepers Alliance podcast. I'm your host, Chris McCulloch. In our last episode, we spoke about marketing mistakes that bookkeepers make, and in particular, um, mistake number one, when they try to attract everyone and they don't focus on their niche or their ideal client. Understanding who your ideal client is can be difficult. We often think that that's more difficult when you are starting out, but actually at that stage, you have a blank page. When you start to collect a few clients, that's when recognising the niche becomes far more difficult, especially if you work with a range of clients from a number of industries. When I speak to bookkeepers about their ideal client, I sometimes get a bit of, bit of resistance, a bit of pushback. And this is probably more true of that group who've been around a while and have started to get a collection of clients. Sometimes I even get told by bookkeepers that they don't have an ideal client. Quite often though, that's because they're thinking about the ideal client as an industry or a profession. But look, your ideal client isn't always defined by their industry. It can be, but it's more than that. When you look at your client list a bit deeper, you'll probably notice that lots of them have things in common. And these common characteristics can be the basis for your ideal client. It's about understanding who you love to work with, who respects your time and expertise, and where you can add the most value. Ideal clients are not always about the only people that you have in your business. It's about how you market and how you advertise your services for new clients that match the existing clients that you do enjoy working with. By ranking your existing clients, you can begin to identify those common traits, uh, the things that you love, but also the things that you loathe. So we're not just looking when we rank our clients at who the best clients are, we're also looking at the clients that we don't tend to enjoy working with as much. We can have the amazing people at A, and at D, we've got the people that you want to hide from. You know the people that when your phone rings and you see their name and you think, oh no, I just don't want to speak to them, or you see an email from them, or whatever Facebook Messenger pops up with their name, and you think, I just want to hide under the desk. That's the people that we're talking about when we talk about D clients. What makes an A client or a D client will depend a lot on you 
and your practice. Clients that you love to work with, another bookkeeper would despise. And the reverse is true. Clients that other bookkeepers despise, you would love. So quite a lot of the ranking of your clients will come down to your personal tastes, your likes, your dislikes, what part of the business you enjoy doing. If you're really into management accounts, then that's the kind of client that you'll enjoy working with, the client that brings that. If you're into tax and payroll, then those are the kind of clients that you'll love working with. But not every bookkeeper loves to do the same things. Equally, some bookkeepers might love to work with really small clients. And other bookkeepers might not want to touch a small client with a barge pole. There are some things that D clients have in common across the board, though. The alarm bells. So these are things like they're on their third bookkeeper in three years. And when they talk to you, everything was that previous bookkeeper's fault or their accountant's fault. These are also the people who never, ever get their paperwork to you on time. They're the people who constantly make excuses about why they haven't done something. They're the people who don't pay in time and have got every excuse under the sun. They're the people who question everything you do. They call you at inappropriate times. They don't respect your boundaries. Other things might be more personal to you, but I would suggest that these type of things are going to make a client a decline in anybody's book. A lot of people tell me, though, that ranking the client is fine, but they can't afford to get rid of a client. Whether they're a decline or not, they just don't have enough clients on their book that they can afford to make that conscious decision to get rid of one. And that's fine. Ranking your clients isn't just about getting rid of bad clients immediately. Sometimes just understanding why a client is a D client can help. So it's important to know who you don't like working with as much as it is to understand who you do like working with. But ranking your clients can help you in other ways too. When you start to think about increasing your prices or changing your pricing strategy as a whole, maybe you're moving from early rate to some kind of menu pricing or fixed pricing to some kind of menu pricing, D clients make absolutely wonderful guinea pigs. By implementing the changes in your practice to D clients first, you can understand if you're on the right track. And if you lose a D client, it's not normally as big a deal as losing an amazing A client. If the strategy works though, sometimes you can find that that D client will become a C or a B. You wouldn't want to move all of your clients, lock, stock and barrel, over to a new pricing strategy or a new way of working. So it makes sense to move them bit by bit, starting with the Ds and then going through the Cs, the Bs and finally the As and improving and refining that system as you go. Some people devise a whole checklist to rank their clients and others go on gut instinct alone. No one knows your client like you know your client. There's no right or wrong way of doing this, but I would recommend that you start 
with a list of your clients and a page of A4 and you fold that twice so that it's it's quarters and then you place each client in the relevant quarter A, B, C or D. Then what we can do is try to understand why. Try to understand what characteristics all A clients share. What characteristics all D clients share? Do they all buy similar services from you? Are people an A client because they buy a service that you really enjoy delivering? Are D clients D clients because they buy a service that you don't really enjoy delivering but you feel you have to? Are they all the same business structure? Do you seem to enjoy working with sole traders more than limited companies or the reverse? Do you enjoy working with charities more? Is it something about their owners? Is it something about the owners of these businesses that you like working with or you don't like working with? Whatever it is, try to understand what makes an A client an A client and what makes a D client a D client. Thinking about your A clients, these are the kind of clients that you ideally want to replicate in your business. So speak to them. Find out how using your services improves their life or their business. Try to understand what things were like for them before they found you. What problem did you solve? These are all really important questions when it comes to marketing to attract similar clients. But too often we never ask the questions because we just assume that we already know the answer. If there's one thing you take from this podcast today, it's don't assume. Ask the question. So you can sack your D clients right away, but try to understand them first. What makes them a D client? How could you get them to an A or a B or a C? Is there something in your processes that you can change? Can you use them to test a new pricing system or a new client management package? The final thing about ranking your clients is this is not just a one-off task. Don't just do this, look at it, think that was a great exercise, file it in a drawer and never look at it again. Just because someone falls into one quadrant today, don't assume that they always will. This process is an ongoing process and something that you should repeat probably every three months, six months, definitely every year. Um, But I would recommend much more often than that. I hope you've enjoyed this quick look at ranking your clients in order to improve your business and understand what makes clients ideal clients for your business. If you've enjoyed what we've talked about in this episode, then remember to check out our website at www.bkprsalliance.co.uk for more information on this topic and other topics to help you to grow and improve your business. The Bookkeepers Alliance podcast, bringing you strategies and tactics to grow your business every week.